Hello everybody and welcome to the We Only Do One Take podcast. It's the only podcast in the world that is a complete shit show. I am Turch and with me is my co-host, the CEO, the K-Man himself. It's Kieran, how are you doing buddy? Uh, doing very well, very relaxed. It's it's nice to be back in the studio. I'm it gonna is, be, I'm gonna it be, is. I'm going to be very honest with you. And with us today is some is someone that I've been very interested in for uh, someone who's interested in a topic that I've been very interested in for a very long time. With us today is a very special guest. It is Tyler. Tyler, you there, mate? Yeah, I sure am. Everything's recording. How good's that, Kieran? <laughs> That's bloody bloody oh, brilliant. Fantastic. So Tyler is into a certain type of uh, activity. Who the acronyms are ABDL, Adult baby diaper lover is yeah that, is that right tyler is, am i saying it correctly yeah fantastic yeah yeah totally now look i've i know a little bit about this topic kieran knows a little bit less maybe more i don't know he's been doing some research i know that for a fact uh but tyler why don't you describe to us what adult ba- abdl is sure um so it, it's different for everybody but for the most part the the general idea is a group of adults all consenting who enjoy either um, just wearing diapers or wearing diapers and mentally and sometimes physically regressing to an earlier state of mind. Um, usually it's pretty young uh, for most of the community. And how young is young? Like people going like 10-year-old or they're going to go all the way back down to like a two-year-old or like one-year-old sort of thing? Um, well, see, it, it kind of ranges because there's there's littles, there's middles, and then there's bigs. Right. Um, some people some people can be they're they regress to an age somewhere between you know eight years old and twelve or thirteen. But primarily, uh, most of the people in our community regress to an age younger than five. Younger than five. So is that that's a young? Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, like for, for me for me personally, I usually regress somewhere between two and three. Um, I do have a friend of mine who regresses the lowest I've ever seen, which is usually around like newborn. Wow. So, so when you're like a two, three year old, are you, you're talking like a a two and a three year old and Um, like a two and a three year old? For the most part. I mean, it's, you, you still talk like an adult, but it's kind of got, you know, you, you tend to take on more of like a higher pitch voice or. Um, a lot of people will talk in like baby talk and, you know, kind of like that. Um, but not everybody is, is, uh, pr- proficient when it comes to talking in baby talk. So, uh, usually it's just, you know, people like kind of raise the tone of their voice a little bit. But, um, for the most part, for me, at least, um, I pretty much talk normal. Uh, my, my voice might go up a little bit subconsciously. I don't even, you know, consciously do it. Um, I'm not really good at baby talk. So I don't really talk like that when I'm in a little mode, so. Little mode. Okay. So how do you, your littles, what do you like send a text to one another and say, we're going to hang out? We're going to. Um, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of different things. Um, there's a lot of online communities. There's, um, a couple of different sites that have thousands of people that are into this, this type of uh, lifestyle. And, um, we, we do these things. They're called meets, um, where, you know, one person will kind of be like the host and they'll kind of set it all up. Usually it's in a public place, uh, like a mall or like a restaurant or something like that. And we, we pick a time and a date and everybody just kind of meets up. And usually if it's in public, um, a lot of people don't dress up in like, you know, onesies and, you know, 
uh, babyish clothes or anything like that. Normally, they do usually have a diaper underneath their regular adult clothes. Um, but when it's in public, usually, you know, we, we don't want to freak people out, and especially because a lot of people don't understand what it is that we do. Well, that's that's why I wanted to have someone who's, I guess, you know, very experienced into the ABDL community. I've got a question for you. Yeah, to turn it down, thank you. Right, while, while we're talking like that, my question is always going to be, how did, how did you find out that this is something that you wanted to be a part of? So how, how, long, how long have you been doing the ABDL sort of stuff, and how did you initially get into it? Um, for me, well, I'm 31 now. Um, I would say that it probably started as early as, you know, seven or eight years old. I remember um, having an attraction towards uh, wearing diapers and diapers in general. Um, I didn't really know. So this is like over 20, about like, the, you know, you're 31 now, you stated. It's between seven and eight. So this is like over 20 years. This is something you've been interested in oh, for yeah. over 20 yeah. years. Oh, yeah, for sure. So seven or eight years old. Yeah. So that was, I mean, you know, I would say most children at that point in time would be like, yes, I'm definitely out of diapers. I'm definitely out right, of I'm exactly, an adult, yeah. I'm, a, I'm an adult kid, you know, that adult mentality right. of I want to be an adult. I don't wear diapers. I'm a big kid now. How do you go, you know what, this is still something I want to do? Right. I, I totally get where you're coming from with that. Um, so for a lot of people, yeah, it's not something that you would think. Uh, it's obviously not, you know, I hate the word normal, but it's obviously not something that a normal eight-year-old would be thinking. Um, and, I, and, I, and I can only speak from my own experience in my own, my own life. But for me, uh, I feel like a lot of the reason why that came about at such an early age was I had a very rough childhood, right. um, grew up in foster care and, and all that. So I never really had a, a very stable home life. And for me, like diapers brought me back to a time in my life where things were stable, where things were you know, we're good. And so for me, like that was uh, a connection to that time in my life. Okay. So, so seven and eight, you're, you're, you know, wanting to continue to wear diapers. You wouldn't have been allowed to really though back then. Oh no, sure yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I mean, and I don't, I don't think, um, I don't think I even voiced those feelings probably until I was, I would say like 14, 15 years old. Um, I kind of, you know, I knew something. I knew, I knew that what I was feeling wasn't quite normal. Like I knew that other kids didn't feel that same way. Um, and it wasn't until I was a teenager that I really started to like act on those feelings and like started, you know, stealing diapers from neighbors, kids, or, you know, going, trying to buy them myself. And <clears throat> so until then, you know, they kind of was just thoughts and, you know, inclinations, if you will. And, I never really acted upon them until I was a teenager. Okay, so so thoughts and inclinations are happening. What t- tell me the first time you 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 steal or buy because you you're 15. Um first time. Uh so I remember I was like 9 or 10 years old and I was staying with my cousin and his his mom for like a week or so my parents were uh my foster parents were going on vacation and he was we were the same age and I remember him being a, a bedwetter and he had to wear diapers uh, at night to bed. And I was like, so intrigued by that. And I remember uh, trying to sneak into the room while his mom was getting him ready for bed that night. And, and uh, 
I remember sleeping in the bed next to him and I just, I couldn't sleep because every time he would move and I could hear the diaper, like it, it, you know, excited me and, and I wanted to try one on so bad. And so finally in the middle of the night, I had had enough. I got up, snuck one out of his pack and snuck off to the bathroom to try it on. And, and I, I, I don't know, I guess I, I, I fell in love with it that moment because it just progressed more and more from there. Like once I had that taste, I was constantly looking for other ways to get my hands on diapers, whether it be, you know, stealing it from friends who had little brothers and sisters. Or I remember um, when I was like 11 or 12, anytime I would go to the grocery store with my foster parents, you know, I would I would make an excuse to to get away from them. Like, oh, I want to go look at magazines real quick. And I would automatically go to the diaper aisle and either, you know, just walk up and down and, and enjoy the sights and the sounds and the smells or sometimes I'd be more adventurous and I would actually open a pack of diapers and steal one or two out and run to the bathroom real quick in the grocery store, which looking back on that now, like that was extremely impulsive and and dangerous. Like I could have gotten in a lot of trouble for that. Um, but at that time, like I was so impulsive and I wanted it so bad that I didn't think about those things. And even if I had thought about those things, I probably wouldn't have cared. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I was was saying, when I, 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 I said to a few people, like some of our friends, that we're having someone on the show that was into this, right? Yep. And the first thing they thought instantly was, this, like, they're like, oh my God, guys get get off, or girls, whatever, just get off on wearing diapers, or there's a sexual element. But you're talking about almost right. like regression because it, it almost feels like a, a, an air, a, a time that you can be feel safe and secure rather than a sexual element. Right. Is... I mean, you're right. talking like seven and eight and all that sort of stuff, and now fourteen, fifteen. That's where I guess you do start, to, you know, start experimenting, like you know, learning about yourself and sexuality and all that. Sort right. Of stuff. Is there, as time went on, was there a sexual element to it? Um. So, I mean, it, it like I said, it, it is different for everyone. Um, there are a lot of uh, a lot of ABDLs are also known as age players, and there are a lot of age players out there that. that um, don't derive any type of sexual satisfica- satisfaction from wearing diapers or be t- being treated like a little kid or anything like that. For them, it's purely a state of mind. And um, for a lot of people, it's it's even a, a form of therapy for them. So what is age play? Because I just want to define the terms properly because they have a really good understanding sure. of them before you, you know, it, it, you know uh, yeah. So what would age play be like a good definition or an example in your mind? So for age playing, it, it, it definitely encompasses more than just the ABDL realm um, because ABDL focuses obviously more on being younger. Um, but there are people who age play who it's it's all about pretty much role playing or um, becoming a, a certain type of character. Like there are people that will age play as, you know, an old, an old person. And there's people that will age play as teenagers or like college kids and like so, it's it's a very broad spectrum, but basically, like a sexy, age play like, is you know, just role playing. Sexy schoolgirls, you know that sort of right, that sort of thing. Right, right. And, and and sexy, sexy schoolgirl in trouble with the headmaster, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but also wearing diapers, like add that layer right uh, of, for them for the most part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is that. In in the ABDL community, diapers is probably the most um, the most existing part in everybody's whatever you want to call it, fetish or, um, lifestyle or whatever. So this is like a lifestyle. So so from 15 onwards, this is something that you're trying to do every day. Well, see, this is one of the, Um, 
one of the things is though you're you're fourteen, you're fifteen now. Back because we're similar ages mm. to, to to you. Back then, fourteen, right. fifteen, the internet's sort of developing. I was going to bring up that. Right? Are no, you, totally. Are you on forums? Because um, it's very. I mean, the internet now you can find whatever, whatever you bloody want, yeah. fetish or interest exactly, and find communities yeah. and people. Um, I remember being very. I remember hard. being. I remember being thirteen years old. I had uh, AOL dial-up, hey. and <laughs> I, I remember searching. Um, I remember just just searching people who like to wear diapers, and there was only a couple of different sites out there at that time. Like there was uh, DPF, which was like a community based site, um, and it was like you you could go on there to get like pen pals that you would actually write to who were into the same things you were into. Um, and then there was another site called, which was one of my favorites, which was called Deekers, which was all literature. It was all um, people who had wrote, written stories based in that genre, an ABDL genre. Almost like and a, that was actually one of the... Like fan fiction type of, of stuff then, or like you know, right, sexual yeah, stories exactly. like that. Yeah. Right, it was kind of like the early version of like Reddit or uh, Wattpad, you know? And these sites, um, I, I don't know if these sites are still going, but are they, like, it's a similar sort of p- type of people still on these sites or other sites as time has gone on. Like, you know, like sites like 4chan um, have so, been there since the dawn of time, for instance, you know. Right. And, and you know, they're still right. this thriving community. Reddit's the same sort of thing. They've been on for so long, but it's just sort of one of those communities that, that are still going. Are they still going in the same manner or are they sort of changed over time? Um, so those two specific websites are no longer running, um, but they were the jumping stones, the, the starting point for what's out there today. Um, there's, you know, there's a website called ADISC, which is all community-based writers. And, you know, so that, that's where you would go nowadays to find stories like this, um, stories of adults and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and then there's, there's way more communities now, like you've got um, diaper boys, which is geared towards just gay men who are into diapers and stuff. You've got fet life, which is a broad spectrum of all kinds of fetishes. Um, you've, and there, there's just so many others. There's way more than I could list. And it, it breaks off into subcategories because you've got furries, um, who are also ABDL and then they become what is known as baby furs. So it's like a mixture of two different fetishes. So that's, that's something I wanted to talk about. Um, I was very curious about because I've always wanted to get a furry on the show to talk about how they got into being a furry, much like I'm talking to yourself mm-hmm. about the ABDL community. How does I I, I can't, like you know maybe I'm just a Mr. Vanilla over here, you know? But I can't <laughs> imagine just going. You know what I really love? I really love dressing up as an animal or have this fur affinity sort of thing, and I like wearing diapers. The best thing for me to do is to combine the two. I, I I don't I can't see the the lot the, the the correlation. Yeah, no, not even the correlation. Like the steps that are needed to take to get to that. That's oh. the best <laughs> option for me. Right. Like I'm a simple man. Yeah, well, I like I mean, big boobs. Like I'm an easy guy. Like that's that's all. He's a right. boob man. He's, he's a, a boob man. man. Yeah. No, I totally I totally get you. I get you. Yeah, and it's it's a definitely a growing community, and it's changing every day. Um. And like I said, it, it is different for everybody how they get to where they're at, what conclusions they draw from their experiences. But um, for me personally, like I was into the ABDL scene for a while before I even found out about the furry scene. Yep. Um, and for for me, the furry scene was more. I'm just I'm really into like artists 
and and uh, writers and stuff like that. So like for the the furry community, it was a big community for animators and for people that like to draw. Yeah, and that's how it originally took off. And then it was like somebody somewhere out there decided to combine the two, and then that just took off even further. I've heard many jokes of people saying that a lot of artists can only make money on the internet by drawing furry art and all that sort of <laughs> stuff. And it's, it's I it's, mean. I, and I wouldn't be surprised if that's true. <laughs> no, me, me neither. Not at all. Because it is a very... There are people who actually get paid. Uh, it's called uh, drawing a commission, which is somebody will give you, like, the details of their fursona, which is, like, what, what species it is, the age, what kind of colors it has, blah, blah, blah. And this person will draw you a picture of what your character is, and then you pay them for yeah. it. And, and it is a very big... There's a lot of people that do that nowadays. It's, Literally, there are people who um, there a, are people who make fursuits and make a living by that. Mm. You know, doing nothing but making fursuits for people who want them. That's amazing to think. Amazing to think. So you you were 15, right? You're going. Do you want to continue on right. with that? Yeah. yeah. So so you're, sure. You, yeah. You're, so, you're, so just to put it out there. So I'm I, my 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 day job during the during the uh, other than doing this lovely podcast is uh, I'm a project manager. Kieran, on the other hand. Uh, is a psychologist over there. Oh, very cool. Which is awesome, right? And uh, But he'd never really heard about this sort of stuff. So he's got so many more questions than I do. So I'm going to let him sort of take over. I'm, I'll just yeah. do, And don't yes, worry, this isn't, this isn't therapy. No, no, no. I, this I, is just a, a information <laughs> gathering. I, I just do right, research. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm just a researcher. Um, okay, so you're 15. When, when was the first time? Because I know this internet thing is you know it starts to connect people when was the first time you met another you know maybe online and then you actually um, met them in person it's a great question like met in person or like talked on the phone or something like that well both okay so um i remember the first person i actually talked to in person or like talked to not over chat like on the phone. Uh, i was like six Right, on the yeah. phone. I think it was actually, yeah, I think it was on the phone, actually. And I think I was, like, 16. Um, but this person was, like, 40. <laughs> right. And that d- so it was a little awkward. Did that ring any, uh, it sounds like it rang a few alarm bells uh, in your head. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, even even then, I knew that that, that wasn't quite right. Mm. Um, and unfortunately... Uh, just like a side note, unfortunately, there are, you know, some people in this community who give us all a bad name because they are, you know, what what I call sexual deviants. And, right. you know, I just wanted to put it out there that the biggest thing that our community wants other people to know about our community is that it has nothing to do with having sex with children. We do not, you know, condone that kind of activity at all. And not not only that, but we don't even find children attractive or anything like that. Like, if anything we want to be that child. We don't want anything to do with that child, you know? Right. But anyways, back, back yeah, to what yeah, I was yeah. saying. Um, so the first time I talked to somebody on the phone, I was like 16, but the first time I actually met up with somebody in person, I was 22, 23 years old. Um, I was living in green Bay, Wisconsin here in the States. And, uh, somebody on one of the websites had said, Hey, we're doing a, uh, meet up here at the local mall. Um, you know, just show up and let's have some fun. And I, and I actually, it took a friend of mine who was actually into the the ABDL scene longer than I was 
to convince me to go because I'm, I'm a very shy guy. I'm kind of socially awkward. So I didn't really want to go meet these people, especially because up until this point, this whole lifestyle, whatever, had been such a um, solo act. You know, I hadn't I hadn't involved anybody else. I hadn't even I didn't even talk to people about this part of myself, you know. And so it was a big step for me to go to this meeting. But it was probably the funnest time I've had uh, up to that point. Like I met some amazing people who, you know, I thought they would all be kind of weirdos and but no everybody was normal people and had normal day-to-day jobs and yeah. families and so what this does, was just you know something that first meet up entail you said a few of them were going you know you meet up at the, like a, like for us it's called a shopping center but a mall for you guys and just right, is it just right. chatting or is it more like you know we meet up at a bar yeah just so to chat and oh a bar would have been nice probably some alcohol would have made us all loosen up a little bit um <laughs> No, we, we, we just sat in the food court and we all, we ate lunch and, um, swap stories and, you know, kind of just, there wasn't even really all that much, um, talk about the scene itself about diapers or anything like that. It was more people getting to know each other on a more personal level. About a common interest rather than anything else. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well put. Yeah, exactly. Is it also you, you know, that these people aren't judging you? Um, so, I, I mean, I didn't, I personally didn't feel like that. I felt actually the opposite of that. I felt like these people, if anybody wasn't going to judge me, it was going to be these people because they understood me or understood what I was into or, mm-hmm. you know, and they had other things that they were into that I didn't know about or wasn't into. And it was just like, nobody cared what you were into because everybody was into something weird, you know? Mm-hmm. So you're 22, 23. This is your first meetup. And you said you had a friend that was also into this sort of stuff. How did you meet? Like Correct, that yeah. seems like an in real life person rather than a, a you know, friend on the phone yeah. or anything like that. How did you meet this person? Like in real life, like we were at like, you know, college or university or anything like that, or, you know, whatever, or at a work workplace, or was it through the internet? And then you met in real life because you live close. What, how did that interaction occur? It, it was actually the latter. Uh, I had met him on uh, that diaper boys website. Yeah. And I learned that he had lit. He lived literally a couple blocks down the street from me. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, it was crazy. And um, we ended up meeting up uh, in public the first time on this little river walk thing. And uh, he had brought me like a little backpack full of diapers because I didn't have any at the time. And so like that was I was already like this guy's awesome, you know. Mm. And then um, I think it was. Two days later, he invited me over to his house, and after that, you know, we just hung out like all the time. Wow, you got you got anything to go on? It's cute because I I got a million and one questions, but I feel like you you have like Kieran's like scratching his head, going, "I've got to say something here." <laughs> no, this is just this is just so. <laughs> no, by, by all means, ask any yeah. ask away. No, very cool. Were there any um, uh, near misses? So did you did you wear any diapers to school or I don't know because the movies here oh, okay high as, as just very terrible. So in, in the I was going to just to put it in context. We went to uh, Tyler. We went to an all guys high school, and if something like this was ever, oh. ever found out, if it was found out, this this would have been the. Uh, I think you would have had to move school <laughs> well to remove yourself from the from the internet as well it would have been one of those things but yeah i would any new misses well, as, on your as far as like that? as far as that goes public school isn't isn't much different because <laughs> uh 
that's exactly what happened, actually. Um, so my first, I guess my my first story, I should say, was that uh, I was in eighth grade, I think, and I was staying after school for rehearsal for a musical that I was in, and we were on break, and the auditorium was like right next to the uh, special needs room, and uh, the bathroom was like being occupied in, in the auditorium, so I was like, well, screw it, I'm just going to run over there and go to the bathroom real quick. And I remember when I walked into the bathroom, there was a stack of diapers in there. And I was like, well, okay then, you know, and I, and I tried one on and went about the rest of my rehearsal that day wearing that. And I was so enthralled and like, I felt like I was doing something dangerous and something, you know, very taboo and, and nothing ended up happening that time at all. Um, it actually kind of scared me away from it for, for a while. Cause I was like, well, what had happened? What would have happened if I had gotten caught, you know? Mm. Um, so it wasn't until my junior year of high school, I was, which is, which is really odd is that this instance I was again staying, you just have uh, to it was ex- actually a Saturday. You just have to explain jun- junior year of high school. Yeah, How old were you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got you. Uh, I was. 16. Okay, okay, so that's like for us, like year nine, year 10, I guess. Yeah. 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 Which yeah, we would probably even call senior school. Yes. Yeah. Year 10 oh, is sort okay, of senior okay. school for us. So we only yeah. have junior and senior. Like year seven, gotcha. eight, nine is like junior, then 10, 11, 12, sort of senior, and that's about it. We don't really have like a middle school, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, anyway, I got gotcha. So you were in middle school, you were doing, uh, this is after the musical. Yeah. So this was uh, junior year of high school, 16 years old. I was. Again, uh, on campus on a Saturday for rehearsal uh, for a musical that I was doing that was the opening night was uh, this following week. And we were given a two hour break and I was just kind of walking around the high school, um, <clears throat> not really doing anything, not didn't really have any you know idea to go and find diapers or anything like that. Um, but my high school <clears throat> where I live was the only high school in the area that had a uh, nursery on it because we had a teen parent program there. So any teens that got pregnant in the area went to my high school. So I just happened to be walking by there and test the handle and the door was unlocked. So I went in there and, you know, I found some diapers and, um, at this point in my life, diapers had become, had started to become more of a sexual thing for me. Right. Um, it was at that point, um, obviously I was still a virgin And for me, that was my only outlet for sexual tension, you know. So, um, you know, I got to doing what I was doing and got done, cleaned up, you know, threw everything away, made sure there was no trace of me being there. And I left. Come Monday morning, I come to school, very first period, very first class of the day, I get called up to the principal's office. And lo and behold, what I didn't know was that they had security cameras in the nursery <laughs> oh no and so, what the, so what, not only did i get so what, what you're telling ahead. me is the school um created child pornography i mean if we're going to talk about what but, essentially <laughs> essentially yes yes essentially yes that's yeah so, yep exactly and so that was how i got caught <laughs> Well, at least no one else but adults saw it. I guess it's not your schoolmates. I don't want to go there, <laughs> well, but I want to go there. Yeah. What was that like? There, there's a little bit more. There's a little bit more to the story. Um, so after I got caught, um, I got suspended from school. Yeah. And um, my parents, you know, they obviously found out, 
and uh, they, they made me go to therapy. And when I came back to school from suspension, I think I was suspended for like two weeks or something like that. I came back to school and the very first day back, I just felt awkward. Like everybody was staring at me, like people were staring at me or, you know, laughing behind my back. And I ended up overhearing a conversation from another student and somehow the teacher that runs the nursery or my assistant principal or somebody leaked what had happened that weekend. And pretty much my whole senior class knew what had happened. And I basically became ostracized and life was miserable. (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's one way to do it, I guess. That's that is one way to yeah. So you had two years left of, of school. Is that right? Like Yeah. Two, and it was- uh, um, when this happened, I think there was only like uh, like two or three months left in my uh, junior year. So I only had like a year and a couple of months left of school. Yeah. Right. But, so so were you, were you sup- after that, my senior year, I just, I, instead of taking a full class load my senior year, I was, uh, I had a schedule because I was taking um, AP classes, like advanced placement classes. Right. So I had enough, I had enough credits that my senior year, I only had to take three classes. Oh, and man, so I was done with school by 10. Yeah, I was done with school by 10 o'clock in the morning. I had a full time job working at a fast food restaurant overnight, yeah. uh, graveyard shift. And so, I mean, I didn't really care. My, you know, I was making money. I had my own apartment my senior year. It was, you know, whatever. I didn't want to be there anymore anyways. But, yeah, it was bad. Um, after I found out that they found out, um, I got real depressed and ended up trying to kill myself that year. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Which I, I, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised because you're 16 and you're figuring out, you're figuring out um, uh, sexuality, sexuality yeah. in life and exploring and, and good on you. We, which I mean, like if 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 I had a kid who did that, I'd be like, "You're an idiot." There's like security cameras, like you know, like <laughs> go to the bathroom right. for God's yeah. sake. No, totally. Looking back yeah. on it now, I'm like, I'm an idiot. How did I not notice that? You know? Yeah. Uh, so did you get suspended for the masturbation, or did you get suspended for wearing the diapers, or or, or... I was going to say um, you, went, you went to the nursery, which means the diapers would have been for a, an infant. Yeah, I guess, and I would oh, just well, I would just hope at this point at sixteen you'd be bigger than an infant, like you know. Yeah, no, they, <laughs> I I couldn't actually wear them. No, no, uh, no, they literally was basically just something to catch, you know, yep. what came out. Um, <laughs> All right. and, so, but yeah, so like, I, I want to know what the therapist said. Yeah, I really <laughs> want to know. I really want to know. That what... was that was the surprising part. Like, because obviously they're, they're, my foster they're... parents were super concerned. They they thought you know they were very religious people, so they thought you know that what I was doing was very bad, and so they right. they t- took me to a therapist. Because um, I just want to jump in here. They kind of because... kicked them in the ass because the therapist was on my side. The therapist <laughs> oh, told my parents good, there was. Good. There, was there was a, nothing wrong. I was, with I was me. about to say, if, um, if someone came in front of me and did that, I'd be like, "Okay, all yeah. right, what's what's the problem?" Yeah, like, and she told my parents there was nothing wrong with me. They, she even suggested that they indulge uh, what I wanted to do, and obviously, they didn't want to do that. But, um, but yeah, no, she was super cool. She, you know, helped me kind of realize um, that was the first part in my life where I realized why I was like the way I was, like why I was trying to. Um, recapture this part of my childhood that 
uh, seemed to have been, you know, lost and forgotten. Yeah. And it was, you know, all the trauma and everything that I went through as a, as a young child going through foster care and losing my parents and, and all that. <clears throat> she said, it's, it's completely normal and actually makes sense why you would want to go back to an earlier time in your life. And so that actually, the, the therapy was a good experience for me. Well, that's great to hear. That's what we like to hear on this show, to be honest. Well, that's, that's, yeah. That's... So you, t- you talk about, as I always give Kieran shit about being a psychologist, this is one of those things on this show. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but one one of the things that just interested me when you were just talking about that experience, you said it wasn't sexual until you were like 16, 17, all that sort of thing. As the sexuality right. aspect of the the diapers continued on into your adulthood. Um, yeah, for sure. So for me, like, there are some people that, um, actually derive sexual pleasure from being in that little space, that little mode. Um, for me personally, that's, that's not the case for me. Um, diapers are sexual for me, but sexual everything else is not. Sexual in so, what way? Um, just, just in the fact that like the feel of them, um, the, the what it feels like when you wet them. Uh, the sound that they make, because I, I primarily only wear the plastic back ones. Um, so those those three things, the senses of actually wearing them, that's what aroused me. Um, and it was that was what I would use to masturbate was the diaper itself. Um, See, got, but when I was an actual, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So because that's the thing, like you know, I've I've had to change diapers on my on my little cousins and all this sort of stuff. We call them nappies here. I don't know if it makes it any nicer. Right. Right. Thing, yeah. Right? Um, I, it does I, I sound a little the, nicer, uh, yeah. yeah, it doesn't. Uh, but the, the texture of them isn't something I would say is pleasurable. And then you just said something that just sparked my interest, that you say you, you soil them in some sort of way, especially with, I guess, urine, or do you Correct. go the number yeah, two as yeah. well? Um, I mean, I've been known to from time to time, but it's not really something I enjoy doing. It's usually when that happens, it's because it was legitimately an accident. Right. <laughs> Um, so for, for me personally, messing myself is not, uh, an arousal for me, but there are people in the community who do drive pleasure from messing their diapers. (laughs) Kieran's amazed. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just amazed. No, because most- Well, he wouldn't be the first. (laughs) Yeah. I I just go, because most, most humans, I mean, part of our evolution is, is like where it, where it, it, I don't know, it's, we see- we in feces. Oh, look, Art Kelly gets excited, so why can't others? A, it's just a natural... Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Tyler. Just, <laughs> that is true, though. I mean, if, if, if you do think about it, I mean, even even actual babies do get aroused when they're getting, you know, changed, so... I've never heard that, to be honest, but maybe that's a... Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's a real thing. I don't know, I'm no I biologist. I have nieces and nephews and... <laughs> okay so i want to just go back a little bit so you yeah this th- events happened when you're 16 at school and and, it, and it's terrible and right. um you know you're not in a good place when when was the year when was the time when you went you know what fuck it this is who i am this is what i like ah uh, um yes this, that, this that, is the coming out in, in essence yeah <laughs> when did that happen um for for me it was around uh I'd say around 25, 24 or 25. So it wasn't very, fairly long ago. Um, but for me, it was just like I had spent so many years trying not to be like the way I was. Um, and, and on top of also trying not to 
you know, have this attraction towards diapers and, and being little, I also was trying to convince myself that I was straight for many years. Um, so for, for me, it was like, finally, I don't, I don't even know really what the, the key moment was. I just know it was around that age, mm. but it was like, why, why am I trying to, um, be this person that I think is going to please other people when it's your own self that you need to please, you know? And it was like, I went through so much pain and so much heartache trying to not be like myself and trying to, you know, to be what everybody else expected me to be, to be normal in, in, in sense. And it was like all this, and I realized all this wasted time and wasted connections, you know, people that I chose not to meet or people that I cut off because I decided I didn't want to be a part of this community anymore. And it was like, I always came back to it. You know, I would, they have in our community, there's a, it's called a purge cycle. And a lot of people go through it where they'll, you know, be into the scene and they'll buy diapers and they'll buy clothes and they'll have all this stuff. And then you just, you end up feeling like guilty or like you're doing something you shouldn't be doing. And you, you have this urge to just be like everybody else. And so they'll throw everything away and they'll get rid of everything. But, you know, nine times out of 10, it doesn't last very long and they always come, coming back to it, you know, once a fetish, but, uh, always a fetish type of thing, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was for, for me, it was a lot of, um, at that time in my life, I had met someone who, uh, like you guys knew nothing about the, the, the community or any of that stuff when I had first met him and, um, you know, I'd kind of explained it to him and kind of, but while I was explaining it to him, I was like, but you know, this isn't me I'm, I'm trying not to be like, and he's like, why, if that's you, that's you. He's like, just accept you know, who you are and love yourself and try to live your best life possible. Is it? Uh, and it really struck a chord with me. Now, yeah, I, I was actually going to ask that, like, you know, when you go into relationships, I mean, how, I mean, how, you know, obviously you want to get intimate with a person eventually. Um, right. How, how far in do you go, hey, look, um, I'm really into, into this. And have you ever had any negative reactions to it? I mean. Oh, Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, and it, it is, everybody reacts to it differently, you know, and I, I've kind of seen the whole gambit of reactions. Um, and I, and I've seen what happens when you wait too long to tell somebody. So I learned early on that, you know, before it really starts to get serious before, if you think that you, you know, could be with this person for years, that's when it's time to tell them, um, not, not on the second date, you no. know? Um, you know, you don't want to scare them off. So yeah, but, you don't uh, want to. Pull, I mean, you don't want to pull down your pants and just be like, "Hey, those are the, the weirdest pair of underpants I've ever seen." And then you know, and start right. the conversation that way, I guess. Because I was, like, look, you know, hey, that that was a great first date. You want to come upstairs and change my diaper? Like, <laughs> you know, it just doesn't really. You know, that's a big thing. Does. I mean, I, I don't know how it is in in the gay community, but I can't imagine. Like, you know, I've been with my partner for about seven years now or so, but I can't imagine even going to her, hey, I'm into this. I think that would actually would have scared her off. And maybe it's different with guys. I don't know. I mean, I'll actually tell you that it seems like females are actually more receptive to it than males are because they have that that inert um, need to want to nurture. You know, it's like ingrained in their DNA that they they like to nurture people, at least most women. Um, so it's like, I've, in my experience, at least 
I've had women react way better than men have. Right. <laughs> this is just fascinating. Okay, so how often do you wear them? Like twenty four seven to bed to um, intermittently. So, what's the average day? What's the average week for you? Well, and that that's that's actually probably something I should mention too. Is that for a lot of people, it's not you know, it's not a a twenty four seven thing. Like. You know, I can go, I can go a week or two or, you know, even longer without wearing diapers or even, you know, having the urge to wear diapers. Um, if I had the means and the financial ability to be able to wear 24 seven, would I in a heartbeat, um, and as would most people in our community, but, uh, that's just not financially feasible for most people. And so you have to, you know, pick and choose when you do engage in these activities but at the same time that also makes it that more enjoyable because it is such a special moment for you you know um so for me personally i only wear currently um i'm wearing 24 7 but that's because i was uh in a motorcycle accident back in july and i'm still recovering from that right for a different reason i guess currently yes (laughs) which must uh Jeez, just talking about that, that must really conflict. Like, you know, if someone's talk- wearing diapers 24 7 um, for, I guess, and their sexual arousal comes from wearing diapers, that must be a really conflicting thing. Mm. Like, you know, like if someone said to me, hey, you can go to work every day, but there's, you know, videos of beautiful tits jumping around 24 <laughs> 7, like that would be very distracting. For me, and I probably wouldn't get yeah, a lot of sure. work done. Like even if it was in secret, like no one else can see it but me. I like for someone to go, yeah, I'm I'm sexually attracted to wearing diapers and stuff like that, and I'm gonna wear one all day. Like I don't understand how people get work done. Maybe that's just my naivety. Well, <laughs> no, no, totally, totally. I, I I think that when you know the newbies, the people that just start out wearing, um, those that would wear you know twenty four seven when they had just started, I could see that being an issue. Um, but for those of us that have been doing it for so long, like I can tell you, I would say probably, you know, 80% of the time I can't even, I don't even realize that I'm wearing a diaper, you know, like you, you forget it's there. It just becomes second nature. What if, if someone at your work, do they know that you, you wear diapers or, or is it hidden from them? Or if they found out, I have, have, I have worn diapers to work many times. And as far as I know. Nobody has ever noticed, or at least ever said anything so to, must, that, that you, they noticed. You must be a stall man. Like, you must always go to a, a bathroom stall rather than the urinal. Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> even when I'm not... Even when, I, even when I'm not wearing oh, fair a diaper, enough. I still okay. <laughs> That's fair I, I enough. Just I just don't like urinals. <laughs> yeah, splashback can get you. <laughs> we, just talk, we talked about a long time on the show piss driblets, and I kind of... At least you've got oh, something yeah. that's meant to absorb them rather than just in your underwear. Well, this would right. solve your problem, too. Yeah. I'm not if wearing... you wore a diaper, too, <laughs> right, this would solve your piss driblets. <laughs> This is a problem that all men suffer. It's the, it's the biggest response we've had about something that I've complained about on this show, Kieran. How, look, Tyler, how big is the community? Hey, man, I'll tell you, even if you're not, you know, an ABDL, diapers come in handy on long car rides. They come in handy when you go to the movies. Oh, especially if it's a three-hour You know, you don't have to get up in the, the middle Irish of the movie. Would you, yeah, right. Would you not worry that they would, like, leak if you peed in the, watching, you're wearing it? Um... Well, it depends on the brand because there there are 
it's a very wide gambit of products out there these days. Um, there are some brands that are far better than others that are, you know, that there are brands out there that can hold up to 6,000 milliliters. And yep. that's like, that's a lot. <laughs> it's like a pint of and beer. Then you Just have over a pint br- of beer. For, exactly. Mm. We use mills exactly. here, so we, we understand those terminologies. <laughs> oh, okay, good, yeah, yeah. good. Um, and then you have other brands like Attends or, you know, the, the more well-known brands that people, you know, that it, it, most insurance companies will provide. Those ones are the cheap, shittiest diapers you could ever buy. You know, one wedding, anything more than that, and it's going to leak on you. Um, they're just made shitty. They're the tapes are bad, you, you know, but there, there's a lot of good brands, especially now, um, which is, it's really surprising to see is that over the last, you know, five or six years, there's been this growing trend in companies coming out with adult diapers that are geared towards ABDLs. There's been so many different prints that have come out, you know, there's, I was Probably about to four ask or five that, yeah. main companies that provide these diapers nowadays. You can get some pretty. I was looking into this. You can get some some pretty cool patterns and and. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Like you can get. I mean, they even have and... stores now. Like, there's a store in Chicago. There's a store in Vegas. Like an actual store that you can go into, and it's nothing but adult baby clothes, adult diapers, and pacifiers and bottles geared towards adults. And you know, it's it's definitely become this this booming industry. Um, primarily, there's only. It's primarily outside of the states, though. It seems that it's very far more popular in like Canada, Europe. Um, it's very big in Germany for some reason. <laughs> well, um, Germany's a bit, bit special. And like then, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and then uh, Japan, though. Japan is probably the biggest market for adult diapers and ABDL products um, out there. You know, and it, I think a lot of it is because the most of their population population over there is elderly. So, like. They actually outsell in adult diapers in Japan than they do in baby diapers. Yeah, I get the I get the elderly part, and I mean, I had a client who has to, you know toilet function, you know, can't doesn't know when he goes to the toilet, so he actually wears a a, a diaper constantly. Um, mm-hmm. For but for you know for, for other reasons. What I want to know: How big in your town would you say? I don't know, I don't know how big your town is. But what's the percentage? Is it like one in every thousand? Is it one in every hundred? <coughs> um, so, I mean, for, for my own town, it's it's a fairly big city. I live in uh, Tucson, Arizona, which is south of Phoenix, the capital. Um, and it's it's a fairly big city. Um, and it, I would say that, you know, probably every one in ten people is probably ABDL or has a diaper fetish or something like that here. Um, but there are cities that it tends to be more popular in, obviously, like uh, anywhere in California for some reason. Um, and then the places where like these stores are, like it's really big in Chicago, uh, Illinois area. And it's like obviously really big in these like bigger cities like New York City and Dallas and stuff like that. Um but it's these rural towns that you find the majority of these people because they're so secluded from other people that they find other ways to connect with people. And this happens to be one of them. See, look, I, look, I don't know. I don't think Australia, I may be wrong, but I don't feel like Australia has a big uh, community of like this, but only recently I've been, uh, I think on the, on the, the Facebook group that I joined to, and I'm, and this is how I met yourself. Um, it seems like there's an Australian, um, 
I guess it's called KangaCon. And it's going to be a convention oh, yeah, yeah. for ABDL community. Now, I don't know how big that is. I'm very interested, but sadly, it's in the, a different city to where we live. Um, right. But, is, is, but if, I, I, I can't imagine the community being very large here. And you're talking about one in ten. That's 10%. That's 10% of the population. I mean, that's, uh, you know, like for Australia, at least, that's bigger than the gay population. <laughs> I mean, and I know, I know <laughs> lots of gay people. For, for you to say something like that, like, you know, out of one in 10 people in the room, like we had, we went up to uh, a place for New Year's. That means at least one person there was into diapers. And Come on, Turch, tell us. Tell us, Turch. The number the numbers aren't aren't necessarily accurate because there are still so many people that are into this stuff that's into this community, but they don't express it or they don't, you know, they don't participate in the community. So there's a lot of people that are still in the closet about what they like and, and whatnot. Um so I mean I could be a little off with the number. It might not it might be more than one in ten, you know, it might be more like one in twenty, but um but as far as Australia goes, you guys actually have one of the biggest producers of ABDL onesies in the world. <laughs> What's a company? Because I need to get in contact with them. My, my, uh, uh, another goal that I've had for this podcast this year is to become a, uh, a stock photo model. Or a model for a... <laughs> so, long story short, I wore a wig, like a fake, you know, a wig for a costume on New Year's Eve and stuff like that. And the co- the company had this really unattractive, like horrible person modeling on the front. So I, you know, I'm trying to get in contact with them to be that model. What's a, <laughs> what's a, and I thought this would be funny. How can I get? What's a company that sells, uh, I guess, adult onesies for the ABD? So, is it strictly ABDL community based, or is it just like a general thing that makes onesies for adults? No, no, it, it's definitely, um, the, the company that I'm referring to is definitely ABDL based. It's wow. called Onesies Down Under. Wow. I don't know the actual website, but it, it, they're called Onesies Down Under. Um, they have some of the cuter prints. It, it seems like their products are not necessarily geared more towards the female, um, the female clientele, but it does seem like most females prefer to go to that company for the onesies. I don't know if it's the cut or, you know, what it is, but they are a fairly, fairly popular company in the community. Um, they also sell adult diapers and accessories and stuff like that too. Um, they're probably, you know, not as, as well known and popular as Tykables, which is, you know, for sure the most popular company for ABDL products. Um, but they're getting up there. They've definitely, they started out as like, uh, you know, a not really well known company, but now, you know, between social media feeds and just their social media presence altogether, people have really started to um, discover them, and they've really started to take off. That's fantastic. It's it's crazy to think these hidden markets of opportunities for people that oh, are yeah. in communities. This and that. we're going to tap into this market. Oh, I'm, I'm just, if I mean, if they're public companies, I might so be buying stock. You've got people that aren't even, you know, not 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 big companies, but you've got single people, individuals who make money um, selling custom pacifiers or, um, you know, there are people that actually uh, make ABDL clothes themselves, like custom order stuff like, um, you know, for trademark uh, infringement, nobody out there sells anything with Paw Patrol on it in the adult size, basically. You know, there's no Paw Patrol onesies out there. 
but there are people out there, individuals like on Etsy and stuff like that, that will make that for you custom and sell it to you. Um, and they can get away with that because it's, they're not a company. Yeah, I don't a know how they get away with it, but yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. A one-off thing. So, um, so, 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 I mean, these people, these people are making buku bucks out there nowadays too. Crazy. You know, you're talking, you're talking 130, $150 for a footed sleeper. You're talking 80 bucks for a onesie. Like it's, it's not cheap stuff. <laughs> no, no. So uh, let's go back. As you said at the beginning of this sort of thing, you sort of regress to a certain age range for yourself and wear the diaper and all that sort of stuff. So typical right. day, like, you know, to Friday night, you think, you know what, I'm just going to stay at home tonight and I'm going to decide, how do you, when do you decide to regress? Like, it's like, okay, after dinner, it's going to be 7.30, 8 o'clock. After I'm on the We Only Do One Take podcast. This is, this is the very project manager <laughs> type of, you know, it's right. 7.30, we do this till 8.30, then at 9 o'clock, you know, we it's do. Like, oh, God, I have to do that with some friends. I'm going to come home. I'll have a couple of drinks in me. Yet then it's time to whip off, you know, that's the time I put on right. the onesie and it's, it's party time. Is that, is that, is that um, how I it mean, is for, or is it more just spont- spontaneous? It, it is. It is. It is more spontaneous for me personally. Uh, like, I'm, I'm, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like, I'm somewhat always in little mode. Like, even adult me is pretty immature and still loves watching cartoons and stuff like that. Um, so, and, and I'll make stupid jokes with my friends and, you know, I, I, I like to pull pranks on them. Like I'm very childish as an adult to begin with. Um, but for me, like the, the main time when I really feel, uh, like getting in little space is usually around bedtime. Like when I'm going to bed, um, and it's usually part of like my night, my, you know, nighttime routine. Um, but there have been times where like, uh, for me personally, the reason why I I regress is that I suffer from an anxiety disorder and I don't, the, the medications that they would put me on, the side effects were just, you know, horrible and I hated them and it was worse than the anxiety itself. And that's when I had realized that in those moments when I regressed and kind of let go of the whole adult world and all my problems, didn't think about it, it took that anxiety away and it took that stress away. So for me, it's, you know, primarily, um, uh, when I'm going to bed or when I'm like super stressed out, if I've got a deadline at work or, you know, I'm struggling in school or something like that, you know, that's, that's when it, it really rears its head the most. Um, but there are some people that you, they can literally be walking down the street and see, uh, you know, a commercial for some kids show and then boom, they're automatically in kids in little space, you know, or they hear a certain song and it puts them in little space. And, um, you know, there are a lot of people that are like that. Tyler, quick, fascinating explanation. Now, your your little spaces, was it two to four, roughly, or under five? Yeah, I would say it's like two to four. Two to four. And that's a little, right? What, that's what? a little. Correct, yeah. yeah. Why, why not less than two or more than four? You know, I actually never really thought about that. Um, I guess, I, I mean, for me, I don't want to be so young that I can't voice what I want. So that's why I never really went younger than two. And then as far as getting older, um, I mean, I guess I, I do at times actually kind of act a little bit older because I, I, my current partner is also a little, and we kind of switch off, uh, who plays, you know, the daddy role from time to time. And so like, I, you know, I can, even though I'm not really a daddy, I will sometimes play big brother who's, you know, 14, 15, 16 years old. 
But uh, other than that, like, I just don't like going up more than like four years old because to me it's like those were the bad times in my life, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, so I regressed to that two to four area because that's when I was the happiest, or and, and that's four, when and being I felt a four the most secure. Bloody awesome! Yeah. You know, you can talk <laughs> and you can run and you can do shit, and and and, and four year olds are great. Right. Explain you're Daddy. not totally reliant on somebody. <laughs> that's right. And you can sort of explore your own world. I, I like it. What what is a daddy? What's 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 this daddy thing and, and then you if you're a big brother, like I if you're a big brother, are you making the sandwiches? Or you're telling you to go to <laughs> telling your partner to go to bed, going like it's past your bedtime. You're being you know like because some right. parents are like, uh, You're a little shit now, you four year old, like go back to bed. You, you know, like what what Go to fuck to sleep. <laughs> you, know, you know, or get dad another beer. Like what what happens? So, I mean, um, so it, it, whether it be a daddy or a mommy or um, an older sibling, they're all considered what is uh, a caregiver or, um, you know, somebody that kind of just looks out for you when you're in that little space. Um, and it's, it's different for everybody. Some people get way more into it and way more in depth with their actions and th- their role play. So there are people out there that who like their their caregiver, you know, whether it be daddy, mommy, whatever, you know, sets bedtimes for them, picks out their clothes for them, um, you know, what have you. But for the majority of us, your your caretaker is really just there to change your diapers and cuddle you. Right. Okay. Uh, okay. Now he's a widow. So you know, yeah, you go. Okay, my caretaker's there change my diaper, put me to bed, turn the nightlight on, whatever the, you know, read me a story. Maybe that might be something I'm, I'm right. assuming. How does that lead oh, to, yeah, that's a big hey, part. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, also while this is happening, I'm going to start jerking you off. And that's where we lead into the sex part. Like, <laughs> like that, that to get, so, I think that's the disconnect that I'm maybe struggling with more than right, anything you're, else. You, you're not understanding like where that jump comes in. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, um, you know, so like for my, me personally, like, like, like my girlfriend and I will be like, Hey, you know, we're sitting there and then we start making out and then we move, you know, and then it's like, you know, touching feelings. And it progresses. And then it progresses. But like to go, Hey, I'm going to read you like, you know, a classic Australian, um, you know, book and you're in bed and all snuggled in and this and that. Mm, and I'm going to start next, jacking next you thing you know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, and I, I keep saying that it's, it's different for everybody and, and, um, so for me personally, uh, when I'm in little space, I'm completely non-sexual. So like when I'm truly in little space, I don't even personally jack off in my diapers. Like it's a non-sexual thing for me. But when I'm not in little space and I'm just feeling, um, you know, sexually aroused, that's when I'll just, you know, throw on a diaper, jack off real quick, you know, enjoy it for a little bit, whatever. Um, but so for me personally, I, I don't... It, when I'm in little little space, it's not a sexual thing. But there are people out there that it, it very much is a sexual thing for them. And I guess the way that kind of goes, like, ooh, you've been a bad boy. Let me spank you. And, yeah. you know, oh, you're, so you're, you're being punished. You know, get over my knee. <laughs> you're using the diaper as more as a, an aid when you are feeling sexual rather than the... The, uh, just wanting to be yeah, little, yeah. yeah, like you know, you want to right. be little, you put exactly. diaper on that. Or, but if you are feeling sexual, you're using it for different. Like you're not putting it on; you're using it as a, as an aid for that sexual experience. Maybe right. I'm wrong. So, like when I, well, not really. No, you're you're very you're very close. So, like when I'm in little mode and I'm wearing a diaper, um, 
I, I don't, I don't even get hard, you know, and it's, I literally, it's just, you know, wet it, whatever, get changed, you know, wet the next one, whatever. But when it's like, when I'm horny and, you know, I have my caretaker, you know, diaper me up or whatever, there might be the addition of, um, like chastity, or there might be the addition of a butt plug or a vibrator or something like that, which takes it to a different level. So now it's not, you know, two-year-old Tyler getting diapered. It's 31-year-old Tyler wearing a diaper and having sex, you know? Right. So for me, it's like, it's like two completely different personas almost. They're very much separate from each other. Right. Although, I mean, I, I, I mean, I will say that like I have, when I'm feeling aroused and I, and I'm wearing the diaper for that reason, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to be, you know, wearing a onesie as well or Mm -hmm. something like that, but I'm just not full blown into little space. Like I normally would be when it's a non-sexual. So you said, you said that you found that you were, you know, you were homosexual and it's that like, you know, about 25, 26 when you came out with the, uh, adult baby diaper lover stuff as well. Is that right? I'm just making Mm -hmm. sure. Um, um, guys, guys, so, yeah, sorry. I mean, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of thought, I mean, I kind of knew before then, um, that I might be gay, but I was kind of, kind of trying not to be gay. I was engaged to a woman, um, lost my virginity to her. Um, she ended up getting pregnant. So, I mean, I went down that road and, but I never felt for her the way I felt towards men. And yeah. it, it was more uh, when I turned 25 or whatever, it wasn't so much that I discovered that I was gay. It was more that I came to terms with the fact that I was yeah. gay. Yeah. So look, um, look, I, fa- fan- fast- I was just going to say like, guys are like, you know, I'm a guy and I'm really bad at reading signs. Like with, you know, um, and if my boyfriend was both could wear a diaper, both sexually and non-sexually, Unless, unless it was very explicit, I would not be able to tell the difference. It would be the like the, the pink diaper means oh, you yeah, know, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna get it on. Yeah, that's right. And the like, blue diaper means, means it's yeah, little something little else. time. Tyler, question. And that's why. That's why communication, especially in our community, is such a, a, a key thing. Like you have to be very vocal about what it is that you want and what you don't want and what you're looking for in that moment. Um, but as far like for me my partner has been with me for so long that he just knows, yeah. like he knows the different sides of me. He know he can tell what, which side of me it is that's trying to come out, you know? And you said he's into it too. So he obviously has been through the same sort of, um, issues and same sort of, uh, uh, li- line of thinking as well about the whole process and stuff. What I mean, I would say that he's fairly similar to, to the way that I am, but, um, his is a little different. He's my partner. Uh, his name is Brent he's 46 and so he's a bit older than me and he was married for like 27 years has a 22 year old son so like he did the whole straight life for many 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 years until uh, his marriage had finally ended and that was when he discovered that he was gay and and he uh one of the partners that he was with when he first came out was who introduced him to the whole ABDL thing. Um, so when he actually met me, he was far less experienced in it than I was. I actually, I ended up having to teach him a lot of things. Um, and as it stands now, I'm far more active in the community than he is. Um, I mean, not to say that he, 
doesn't wear diapers, but well, I mean, I just diapered him up today, but uh, it's very far and few between when he actually gets into that mood or, you know, wants to get into that little space. Um, so, so for the most part, he's more of the big, um, but you know, so he's not come as far as I have, but he's definitely has the same mentality and the same thought process as far as why people are into this type of thing. Does his kid know? Like, does it, does his does his kid know that he's in this field, or does his kid just know his that kid he's knows gay, he's gay. His son knows he's gay, and his yeah. son has met me. Yeah, or you know, knows me. Um, but no, his son does not know about the diapers or any of that stuff. Okay, yeah, right. And do you tell other people other than your sexual partners that you're into this, or is that like you know you don't? You said I think you said you had some siblings. Would you go to your brother or your sister? Go, hey, I'm into this, or is it only just a purely a friend sort of thing? I have uh, two brothers and a sister, and all three of them know. Mm. Uh, my my sister... And obviously your parents know from pretty... the incident. <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and um, unfortunately now, in this point in my life, I, I, don't, um, I don't have contact with my family. Yeah. And this whole lifestyle is partially because of that, is partially the reason. Mm. Um, is it just they're against which it is, or is it that they're religious and against it or, um, or? It, it's primarily the religious aspect of it. Um, when I came out to my parents that I was gay, it was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Like they could accept the fact that I was into diapers and wanted to be a two year old as long as I was straight, you know, but as soon as I told them that I was gay, it Jesus. was like, it took everything to For a whole me, other that level. would be the opposite. Like I would find it hard if my son or daughter said I'm into diapers, but if they're gay. I'm like, I didn't get it. <laughs> I don't care. I, I don't, right, I, exactly. Yeah. I, I wanna know this yeah. is this is an interesting thing. I mean, maybe we live in a bubble here in Australia. But the whole like someone's gay, no one really gives a fuck over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's definitely like, it, it, it seems, seems to... like it's as far as homosexuality goes, it's definitely more acceptable in other countries. And it makes no sense considering that the US is supposed to be, you know, the melting pot of the world and we're supposed to be the most understanding country and the most accepting. And it's, it's far not that, you know, it is one of the worst countries to live in and be gay other than China where they actually murder you. But Uh, but, I would say the middle East is pretty bad. (laughs) But it seems like religion plays a a big role in America as well. Yeah. Which is just weird. All right, this is. I'm getting off track. So well, we're definitely not, we're definitely, not going to go down the religion path. Definitely, I know. You're definitely going to come yeah, to Melbourne there because right. we're all very understanding here. Right. <laughs> so let's just say you've had a, you've, you've had a you had a big tough day at work, right? And you go, oh fuck, you know, uh-huh. I've, got, I've, I've got to cook dinner. Do you sort of go, you know what? I'm going to be little tonight, so I don't have to cook dinner. <laughs> no, because this is just me. Because I would, I would. Shut up, Turch. I would exploit the situation. I would be like, you know what? I don't want to cook dinner tonight. Like, how can I get out of this? I mean, so to to an extent, you're you're absolutely correct on that. Um, don't amazing. I mean don't 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 tell my boyfriend this, but yes, there will be times where I'll, I'll say that I want to be little just so I can get out of cooking or doing the dishes or something like that. That's amazing. Yeah, you know, I'll be like. I'd be like, but but I can't do the dishes. I'm too little, you know. And, and that, I that'll, can't weech. that'll get. I can't weech on, <laughs> you know. Or, but um, but yeah. So no, like uh, you know, if I've had a super you know rough day, I you know will have called my partner and and I will have you know I've already have told him you know what's been going on that day and and uh, he he's amazing you know like I'll come home and 
I walk in the door and he's already got a bath drawn for me and you know he's he's already picked out you know what what diaper I want to wear and he's already got my pajamas picked out and you know he'll have a Disney movie ready to go and you know so like I I got lucky enough to where I have an amazing partner um but for a lot of people before I met him at least you know it, I would have a bad day I would literally just come home the moment I walked in that door I'd be naked and I would hop in the shower, diaper up, and then sit there and watch anime or something the rest of the night, get high, smoke a bowl of weed or whatever, and, you know, go to bed. Um, and that, and so it was, a, it really sucked. It sucks being a little when you're by yourself. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not as fun. Well, I want to do some research into this field. This is just, Kieran's yeah. having a fun yeah, for night. Sure. Kieran's <laughs> I, I, do, I do happiness research, so, you know. This is just, yeah. it's all about, you know, groups and purpose and coming together and, and relationships. I mean, I, I say you go balls to the wall and just order yourself a pack of diapers and try it out for a week. <laughs> uh, look, you know, not having to go to the toilet when I want. You've, you've you know, said there's ones that are that contain it. I mean, have you looked at public restrooms lately, dude? They're I mean, pretty, come on. They're pretty bad. They're pretty bad. I, I was just going to say, the big thing for me, like, yeah, it's, it's, in theory, it sounds absolutely amazing. I can just pee and then go. I don't have to, like, get out of the cinema and this and that. But how did you yep. come, <laughs> how did you go, you know what? I have this thing in my brain where I'm just like, no, 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 I can't pee myself. I just don't think I could do it. Yeah, I just don't think I could. It's like peeing, like, oh, you know. Oh, you mean, like, physically? Yeah, there's yeah. a physicality to like, it. It's like. I, so I, I, I mean, I've learned very, not to pee myself. Hard. I'm con- I can't even do it in the yeah. ocean or a you, swimming pool. Yeah, you know, because the water yeah, no, was, totally. Like, how did you break you that yourself for years and years? It really it takes a lot of practice that, and that, a lot of because a lot of people mental. would say, and I, I might be wrong here, but that might that almost considered like a regression. But the, you're doing it to oh, yeah, yourself. Oh yeah, no, totally. Oh, dude. Yeah, no, totally. Toilet to- to- training is conditioned. First starting right. out. First starting out, it was like super hard to to wet a diaper, and especially like I remember when I first started wearing, you know, constantly, I could not wet myself while laying down. I had to stand up. I mean, it was even yeah. to the point when I first started that I would have to stand in front of the toilet in order to pee the diaper. And, and, but and, and, as time went on, <laughs> yeah, and you said you don't do num. It's not never number two. It's usually just number one. Well. Not never, but mostly it's just number one. <laughs> so that would be that would be the hardest one for me because I do like the because I, I I don't think I <laughs> I don't think I can put myself in the cinema or like going well, like, you know or go you know having lunch with someone or anything like that. I I, I don't it, like I, said, I don't think I can pee myself or pooing myself. I like the isolation of the toilet. Like that's a, that's me time. <laughs> well, you know, so, sometimes shit happens. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Kieran, do you have any more questions for Tyler? I'm, I'm, I'm done. This has been fascinating, been Tyler. Amazing. Tyler, I, look, we've had you on here for way longer than I, I was. I thought I would keep you. But you've been absolutely <laughs> fascinating, mate. I'd love to be able to keep in contact with you, see how you're going in the future, if, if that's cool with you, mate. Oh, yeah, for sure. I would um, love that. That'd, that'd, that'd be amazing. Um, yeah, look, uh, if people want to get into the adult baby diaper lover thing or just are more curious about it where can they start what like is there a forum if there's because we might just have that one person who is you the know, ex- you yeah the expert at 15 yeah maybe going, <laughs> right somebody the, somebody that has the in for you um <laughs> no so i mean there's 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 a lot of websites out there um adisc.org is probably one of the biggest ones for to get information about what this community is what it's about 
Um, there's also, uh, you know, as far as like connecting with people, I, I have found that Facebook seems to be the biggest community of people. There's so many groups for this on there. There's so many different people and, that and Kieran, that's how are I into this Ty- on that's Facebook. That's how I found Tyler through a Facebook group. Correct, yeah. I can't remember which one exactly I <laughs> But don't look through my groups. It's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit scary. That's I, right. I'm, I'm the CEO, I'm, I Tyler. To so, so many different groups. I couldn't even tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I have almost. Uh, I think I have almost like a thousand friends on Facebook. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I know um, like almost every AB in the world. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, um, yeah. So lots of things through Facebook. Um, obviously that website you stated. Um, and, yep. a, and you said what? What's the brand of diapers to buy for? You know, uh, to test things out. What was the brand of your choice? Um, so I'm, I'm definitely not sponsored by these people at all, but <laughs> I will definitely say that any diaper by Tykables is a safe bet. You know, right. I've never had anything bad, any bad, anything bad from them. There you go. And, and, uh, fantastic. and do you have it. a, do you have a blog or a website or anything like that? We post stuff or anything like that. Um, do you want to share with us? If not, it's all good. Or so you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Facebook under Taylor Carlson. Or you can also check out my YouTube channel just by searching Saguaro Productions. Um, we got a couple of good videos on there, always posting more content all the time. Fantastic. Well, we'll put those in the links description of our, our sort of stuff as well. And we'll try to get this out Great. ASAP. Tyler, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, we've learned so much. You've answered so many of our questions. It's been one of the most fascinating interviews we've done. Um, and we hope to stay in contact with you as time goes on. Yeah, it's definitely been my pleasure, guys. It was a uh, it was great meeting you. Fantastic. Fantastic. If you come to Melbourne, let us know. Absolutely. You can stay with Q. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. For sure. Yeah, I'll make sure I bring extra diapers. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> well, thank you everybody for listening for this episode. I'll just let you know for all your wanking needs, make sure you follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you'd like to send us some hate mail, a death threat, or a rant, record it on your phone and email us at we only do one take podcast at gmail.com. Tyler, thank you so much once again. Yeah, anytime. And Kieran, thank you so much for a fantastic episode. Thank you. I just want to point out yeah. that you said for your wanking needs. When <laughs> just Tyler won't know this, we <laughs> did true. a poll for our, our listeners and what do they want to be called? Wankers. And, and they said wankers. <laughs> and in Australia, like I it's very easy for me to go, Oh, you wanker. Like yeah. You Almost know, like a, a term dickhead. of a term of endearment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a different world. <laughs> but I just thought you said that, and Tyler's probably going, "What the, f- what the, f- you know, what the hell's going on here?" Uh, we love all our wankers around here, and yeah. for all you lovely people out there, we will see you next Thursday. <laughs>
Yeah. Uh, but I, I know that you're back on keto. But I know that you're that's right. I know that you're back on keto. Yes. But I have a New Year's gift slash Christmas gift for you. Ooh. Because on New Year's you ate a whole bunch of something. Did I? You did. Oh, so I decided I found these. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, no wonder why I put on all the fucking weight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that is Nutrigrain. Nuts and bolts. It's just the original, I think. When, when I get off it, It's keto, ready to go. Oh, I will. Whip, ready to I go. will. Um, actually, bike ride in April. <laughs> this will be perfect there fuel. There you go. You're ready Perf- to rock. Perfect fuel. Thank you. Thank you very much. 